Welcome back to the Reluctant Readers Summit. I can't wait to chat with Sarah Miller about the importance of using fun and creative ways to keep kids engaged and boosting their confidence in the process. Before we dive in, let me share a few things about Sarah with you. Sarah lives in Michigan with her husband of 12 years and two children who she has homeschooled since birth. In addition to being a homeschool mom, she's also an educator with over a decade's experience teaching kids in preschool through high school. As a blogger, she shares tips and tricks to make homeschooling simple, and her advice has been published in national publications, including Parents, National Geographic Kids, and Yahoo Lifestyle. Sarah's signature reading program, Better Together, helps homeschool parents teach their kids to read with confidence using scripted lessons and side-by-side -side stories that make the process of learning to read fun. Hi, Sarah. I'm excited to learn more about you and how we can keep our kids engaged and motivated to build their skills and become more confident readers. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me today and for having me at the summit. My pleasure. So you have had quite a journey in education, having worked with such a wide range of ages. And I'm curious what the short version of that has looked like. Yeah, definitely. So I graduated college and spent uh, over a decade. I taught some in public schools, some in private schools. My favorite experience was in a Montessori school, working in an elementary classroom. And what I absolutely loved was getting to spend time with the kids who were struggling in reading and to be able to help them be more successful with it. And so after my kids were born, uh, through a series of events, we ended up deciding not to send them to the public school that is literally right down the street from my house. Um, it was not our plan, but it ended up happening that way. And I am so grateful that it did. I absolutely love homeschooling my kids. And I love coming alongside other parents who are teaching their kids at home, either homeschooling or just on the side and helping them teach their kids how to read. That's really, really, really funny because we actually have our our schools like right around the corner from us too. And I have <laughs> definitely gone back and forth with my ADHD child who's in first grade right now and contemplated homeschooling, especially after the rough start to this year. So mm -hmm. I may be joining you in homeschooling. We'll see. Uh -huh. Yeah, we bought the house just down the street from the school with the intention that we were going to send our kids there. And then my son was born in August. And so we just made the cutoff for kindergarten by like two weeks. And we missed the cutoff for anything else other than spending an entire day sitting in a desk. And I just knew my son well enough to know that that wasn't going to fly. So we needed another alternative. I was gonna say that's definitely been a struggle for my first grader for sure. So I will definitely be reaching out separately to ask you some tips on that. Um, For sure. So having worked with a broad age range, I'm curious if you noticed any kind of common theme emerge when working with kids in terms of how to keep them motivated and engaged. Yeah, so I think one of the things that's really helpful is to give kids as much choice as possible in what they're learning. And I think especially with reading, it's really easy to do when we let our kids choose the books that they're interested in and that motivate them. And I think if we think about it as adults, it makes sense, right? Because we're going to be way more interested and excited to read something that we've chosen for ourselves versus something that somebody else handed us and said, hey, you should read this you know we, we might or we might not um and it's the same is true for our kids and so the more that we can incorporate their interests and their individual personality and their choices into what they're learning and into what they're reading the better 
And then added bonus, the research shows us that when our kids are interested and excited that they're actually going to learn better and remember more. So there's an educational reason to do it too. I love that. As a recovering reluctant reader, that was 100%. Those few shining moments that I managed to connect with a book were ones that either I picked or that really spoke to an interest of mine. So I love that we're on the same page of how important that is to do with our kids. Mm -hmm. So in addition to that, do you have any extra strategies that you recommend to make reading and learning time fun for kids, especially at home? Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do with kids, especially when we're practicing reading, is to do a strategy called side-by-side reading. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to take turns reading pages. So we're going to get out our book and we're going to divide up who's reading the left-hand side pages and who's reading the right-hand side pages. And then we go through the whole book that way. And this is a great strategy for kids who are learning to read. And it's also a great strategy for older kids who maybe just need a little bit of practice with reading. And I love it because it limits the amount that our kids have to read at one time. So they never have to read more than one page before they get a break and they get to listen to the parent read their other page. And so it's nice because they don't feel like it's going to go on forever and they're going to get exhausted. And then it's also nice because after every page, they get that reward of getting to hear their parent read out loud to them. And I think that is so motivating for kids because a lot of kids start out before they even learn how to read. They start out with that love of reading because they spend time reading with their parent. And so we can kind of tap into that, into that relationship that we hopefully have built with our kids over that reading time that we did together when they were young. And we can bring that back into the process of learning to read to hopefully make learning to read more fun and motivating as well. That's fantastic. I mean, one of my favorite times throughout the day is reading with my boys, especially at bedtime. And honestly, they've come to honor that as a special time for them too. But I'm curious, coming from my reluctant reader standpoint, the idea of even reading a page eventually started to feel like a chore for me. Is there any strategy you would use to make that scene even more fun other than the parent reading on the back end or parent reading before them? Yeah, I mean, you can split it up however you want to. It doesn't have to be a page. It could be maybe they read the first line and then you read the rest. You know, you can you can split it up any way that you want to to make it more fun and exciting for your kid, for sure. So to piggyback on that, I've also noticed that lack of confidence can definitely play a role in making that kind of a scary thing for kids to do reading out loud, especially in front of their parents. Do you have any tips for boosting that confidence? Yeah, definitely. I think that that is, um, super important for kids to, to really help them to be able to get that confidence that they can read on their own. And I think one of the strategies that can be really helpful is just to equip them with the skills that they need to be able to read those words. And so teaching them strategies to be able to decode words that they don't recognize is really important. And so I always tell parents how important it is to start with those basic building blocks, to start with letter sounds and blending those together in using phonics to um, be able to learn words. And I think that sometimes as parents, we get marketed to that maybe what we should be doing is having our kids memorize flashcards. Um, and there are a lot of really great resources out there or or a lot of resources out there, I guess I should say that um, that will 
you know, suggest that as a strategy. And, and so we think we're doing a great thing um, in trying to help our kids. But the reality is that the research shows that when we even as adults are reading words that we're actually just in a split second, we are decoding those words and, and blending those individual sounds together in our heads. And it just happens so fast that we don't even recognize it because it's it's just instantaneous for us, but it's still happening. And that's why we as an adult can read a nonsense word that we've never seen before. And it's also why we can read words that are written in like a really funky font. You know, we're not memorizing the shape of the word. We're memorized or we're learning the sounds and then putting them together. And so I think the more that we can teach our kids following those strategies, those science-backed strategies, and the more that we can give them those skills to really be able to decode the words on their own and to feel confident in their own abilities, I think that's going to help them be more confident as readers. I completely agree. And I love, I think it's like my favorite thing is both my boys are huge dinosaur and Star Wars lovers. So anytime I'm thrown into the mix of trying to pronounce dinosaur names or Star Wars character names, it's that nice, like, oh yeah, this is what my brain is doing the rest of the time as I hit struggle to try and piece these together. And mm-hmm. of course, not all of them, like even the basic English language don't always follow those rules. So what recommendations do you have for teaching both parents and kids to figure out um, when it's okay to work on sounding it out? And when do you realize this is just one of those words that's a nonsense word that you can't sound out? It doesn't follow the, the what's the word, uh, like principles of phonemic awareness and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So I love that you brought up the dinosaur words, because I'm just imagining myself reading an entire book with nothing but dinosaur names and how difficult that would be. And I love that because it kind of puts me back in that mentality that our kids might have, you know, when they come to a book that they're reading, it's going to feel to them at the beginning, like an entire book full of dinosaur names. And so we just have to have grace for our kids and help them to go through the process slowly. So I love that. Um, so the question was about uh, sight words and like, how do you know if it's a decodable word or a sight word, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I think the thing that um, surprised me when I was first learning this was actually how few words are sight words. Most of the words that are on those giant, the dolch list or the fry list, or you look at it and it's like a thousand sight words for your child to memorize. Here you go. Uh, most of those words are actually words that kids can sound out. A lot of them are on the list just because they appear in were in books so frequently that the person who made the list thought it would be a good idea for our kids to memorize it. But the reality is that our kids are going to see it in books all the time. So they're going to get really automatic at it anyway. And so it's important for us to just break down those lists and find the words that don't actually follow the rules. And then even within that, we can find the part of the word that doesn't follow the word rules. So like, for example, the word said, if you look at it, um, I have this little marker board here that I'm just going to write the word on so that we can look at it. it. Uh, Teachable moment for me. I love this little marker board here. Um, It was like $2 at a, I don't remember where store I got it. It's like sheet of paper size and it's great for teaching reading. I use it all the time. Um, So in the word said, the S in said says just like an S is supposed to. And the D in said says just like a D is supposed to. So the only part that's weird is the middle, the vowel parts. Um, So even within this supposed sight word, there's really only one little part that kids have to memorize. So I think the more that we can help them analyze those words and break that down, the more that we can limit the amount of memorization that they have to do, which is always a bonus, I think. 
I love that. And I think it's really important to remember that while we're here talking, you know, about how we can keep kids engaged and how we can motivate them, those unmotivated kids, those kids lacking interest in reading, they're missing out on all that extra practice, all that extra time to stumble across these words. So even though we may not think that their skills are where their struggling point is, they can be weaker from not picking up books as frequently. So I think being able to reinforce those skills with our kids is definitely an important thing. I know my two plus decades of being a reluctant reader have left me well behind most of my adult counterparts. For sure, I'm still a slow reader. My fluency just isn't there. And so I think being able to take the time to slow things down, even if our kids have those skills, is, is definitely important. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. <laughs> um, uh, that's a really good point. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, again, encouraging kids to find books that they like so that hopefully they'll want to spend time with a book, even if it's just looking at the pictures and then maybe hopefully reading a word or two here and there, you know, to start to build those skills. Exactly. For me, it was like a brief shining moment. And then it was a lack, you know, a long gap in between. And then several years where I believed that I was going to graduate from college and never have to read again. Don't know where that thought process came in. And I've mentioned this in other interviews so far. I was living under this crazy belief that that was never going to happen. So are there any ways that you would recommend um, reinforcing that or instilling that with your kids so that they understand that the value of reading goes well beyond just in school now while we're using books to learn? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that's really important is just to continue to expose our kids to lots of different books and lots of different genres of books and lots of different experiences of learning through books. And so if we can, again, take their our kids' interests and then find books that allow them to explore those interests and then spend time reading those books together with them. You know, we're showing them how important that process of learning from a book is and trying to give them those positive experiences even while they're young. So if they're, you know, if the interest is like video games, for example, can you read one of those little video game guidebook books where it tells you where to go on the different levels? Can you read that together? Or can you find like the character encyclopedia of all the characters from the video game and read that together you know just any kind of thing like that that will that will give you an in with a book and get your child engaged I think is really a good starting point and then you know your child has the rest of their independent life to go out there and read all the classics or whatever but like when the goal I think first should be just to get them excited about books and engaged in any kind of book that they will ever possibly read I I love that point of view 100% so if you could give parents here at the summit an action step or action steps to take immediately following the summit in terms of boosting their child's confidence or motivating or encouraging them, what, what, what top tip or strategy would you have to give them? I think the thing that would be a good starting point would just to be to spend some time observing your child and journaling about the observations that you have. Because I think as a parent, it's really important to remember that you know your child better than anyone else does. And you are the one that has been teaching your child since the beginning. So even if your child is in public school and they're spending that time during the day with the teacher, you still know your child better than that teacher does because you've known them for their entire life as 
opposed to that teacher who's probably just known them this school year. And so that teacher might know more than you do about teaching reading or about teaching math or whatever, but you are the expert in your child. And so I think it's really, really important as a parent to remember that and to spend time observing your child and then trying to figure out how you can incorporate what you know about your child, their interests, anything about their learning style, about their study habits, those kinds of things into how you are teaching them. That's going to be the secret sauce that you have as their parent that really helps you to be successful in teaching them how to read. I love that you highlighted that, especially since looking at the backgrounds of a lot of the speakers here in the summit, a lot of us have previous education backgrounds, but most parents out there don't have that. And Mm -hmm. so understanding that we really do understand our kids, we're our parents first and probably most influential teacher they're ever going to have. So really tapping into that and harnessing that power for sure is going to help them in the long run. Yeah, I love that I can come at it from both sides, like because I was a teacher and now I'm also a parent. Um, and definitely, like as I'm as I'm spending time teaching my kids in our homeschool, what really helps me to be successful is not the education degree; it's the experience and the knowledge of my kids. Exactly. I know even helping my my youngest is in preschool, so it's just my oldest one right now that's really getting homework. But the second I go into that homework mode. I have to like take my teacher hat off and be like, no, 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 take a step back. I'm in mom mode here too. Mm-hmm. And just remembering and honoring that is huge. So yeah. if you could give parents like your top takeaway that you really want them to get out of today's conversation, what would you want them to focus on most? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to what we were just talking about, about how I really think that parents are qualified to teach their kids how to read and that it's that relationship that you have with your child that really makes you qualified for this process. So I I just really would encourage parents to spend time reading to their kids, to build that relationship with your child around books, to find books that are interesting and engaging to your child because they're about whatever it is that your child is interested in or whatever style of book and then spend time reading those together with your child and encouraging them in that way. And then just using your knowledge of how your child learns and what you know about them to really be able to help them be successful. I think that as parents, we can give our kids such a a great gift when we really invest in them and we believe in them and we take those skills that we have as their parent and, and help them to learn. I think that's fantastic. So I know before we wrap things up here that you have a freebie that you want to share with everyone. Do you want to talk to them a little bit about that and also maybe let them know how they can connect with you outside of the summit? Sure, definitely. So I would love for people to connect with me on Facebook. I have a group called the Homeschool Reading Community, and you're welcome to join me there. I go live in that group every week to share tips for parents about teaching their kids how to read. Um, And then also I have a freebie, which is the ultimate reading bundle, and it has three gifts in it. And you get all of them uh, when you sign up for this, this free gift. So um, there is the reading better together starter kit. And this is resources from my reading better together reading curriculum. Um, So there's sample lessons in there. And then there's a side by side reading story. So if parents are interested in that strategy of reading side by side with their child, this is a book that you can that you can do that strategy with even if your child is just starting out with reading and only knows a few letter sounds. 
Um, so that should be really fun. And then I also have some hands-on activities for kids this spring, ready to read activities that will be um, just fun and easy to complete at home. And then the reluctance to reading toolkit as well with more strategies and tips. And since I know you'll do it more justice than me, do you want to give them just a brief overview of the free gift inside the All Access Pass? Definitely. So inside the All Access Pass, I have the Raising a Lifelong Reader Bundle. And this has a bonus class that you can watch about teaching your kids to love reading for a lifetime, where I share lots of strategies that will help you to be able to raise a kid who reads books under the covers at night uh, with a flashlight for fun. Um, so I'm really excited to share that. And then also the Reading with Confidence Planner, which has uh, tip sheets and checklists and cheat sheets to help you get started as well. I love that image of them reading under the covers with a flashlight. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the one reason that kids are allowed to get away with staying up late is if they're reading. So I know my son fantastic. does that. And, and my first thought is yes. And then my second thought is, oh, wait, I have to punish him or get him in trouble or something. <laughs> or he's going to be really tired the next day. Ooh, yeah. Is it worth it? <laughs> yep. So Thank you so much, Sarah, for sitting down and having this chat with me. I'm certain that the parents are going to get tons and tons of value out of this. Quick reminder that the first and foremost thing you want to do is go observe your kid, figure out what's going to work best, lean into those interests, and help them foster a love of reading that way. Uh, don't forget, you can connect with Sarah over on Instagram at homeschooling for him. And uh, her link will be, uh, her website will be linked below this video. Um, so you can check her out there as well. So, awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Ellen. Bye.